Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. Nothing feels as good as making others feel good. Those so-called feel-good holiday films? They can't hold a gingerbread-scented candle to the feeling of giving them something that gives them all the feels. Make this December one to remember. Together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. What up, everybody? This is Rob Brandt. And this is Rick Brandt, and we are the Brothers Brandt. Yes, sir. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Brothers Brandt podcast, episode 45, The Golden Gate Brants. I like I like that, Rob. That's a, you know, it's got an interesting title to it. I like your creativity, Golden Gate Brants. I understand, and it's a play on words, but I don't know. People might interpret that a little bit differently. Yeah, we are in San Francisco. You know, a lot goes on out there. Could be sexual in nature, but who knows? Who knows? That's for the listeners to decide. Whatever they want to go, they want to go left, they want to go right, they want to go right down the middle, they want to go under, over top, whatever direction they want to take it in. You know, I'm going to let them nibble on it, let it marinate in their mouths, and if they don't right. like it, we can bring it back to the kitchen and we'll make them something new. And yes, that did sound sexual. But moving on, moving on to the to the story, Rick, why don't you do the listeners a solid and recap them on this past weekend real quick? And we're going dive to di- dive deep into San Francisco. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Rob, it would be my honor and privilege to get our listeners caught up to speed if they haven't been following along, which I don't know why they wouldn't be. This content is fantastic. Ten games. 10 days on the West Coast. It was our road trip in 2015 where we flew across the country. We started in Oregon on a Thursday, toured Nike's corporate headquarters. Friday, we enjoyed a great, great Oregon State Beavers football game. Saturday night, Oregon Ducks in Eugene. 
Sunday, we went on up to Seattle to see the Seahawks take on the Chicago Bears, which was amazing. And then Monday, we went to a Mariners baseball game in Seattle. And as you may recall from our previous episode, when that game ended at 10 o'clock p.m., we got in our car and we drove south for 13 hours straight. And it was wild, Rob. We drove through the night. We were trading off every two hours. And by the time we were getting close to San Francisco, we were trading off every 20 minutes because that was just a gauntlet of a drive. We got to San Francisco on time for our tour of the San Francisco Giants Stadium, which you and I were gassed up about. And this now is Tuesday morning. 11 a.m. Give our listeners a little nibble about Oracle Park and San Francisco, the Bay Area that we got into. Wow. What a recap. Sleepless in Seattle, got very minimum sleep. Now we're at Oracle Park for the stadium tour, right to the stadium, throw on the Giants gear, get ready to go. Rick and I have talked about this so many times about ranking the top baseball stadiums in the country and this right here is number one easily easily number one oracle park where the san francisco giants play it is uh the most beautiful stadium most well-designed stadium uh most uh cool as like a player like with the dynamics of how the field's laid out and the walls and the brick wall uh, in right field, and you can hit the ball into McCovey Cove for home runs. Uh, and then uh, and then also just with the views. You know, you can't script this. This is architecturally sound, unbelievable views. Even if you're not a baseball fan, you just have to go to a San Francisco Giants game. One, the weather's usually really nice. Um, California, summertime, so it's nice. Um, not too hot. And there's no bad spot in the stadium. There's no bad spot to sit in the stadium. Rick and I talk about sneaking into stadiums and sneaking down to the front row and like, hey, front row experience is always better than the, than the uh, you know, bleacher creature or top, top deck. But I'm going to make an argument, and Rick, I think you'll agree with me. Sometimes it's even better. Like San Francisco Stadium is so nicely designed. I'll sit in the upper decks on the first baseline just to enjoy this view of the Bay and uh, of, uh, of Oakland and like of, uh, you know, the, the mountain range. And they have a boat yard right there where ships and, uh, and uh, sailboats, you know, it's a marina right next to the stadium where, where people can actually take their sailboat up and down the Bay and the river and come and dock it and literally walk, scan their ticket and go right into the stadium. Like that's how it's designed to scan your ticket from the Marina and go in. Uh, so unbelievable. Rick, you want to jump in and add something? Uh, yeah. You know what? Listen, you've done a great job describing Oracle park home of the San Francisco giants. It's so well designed, such a fun place to be for every reason that you just described. I think it's one of the coolest stadiums because it's built right on the water. The only other stadium that's similar to this is Pittsburgh Pirates Stadium. And we've been to that one as well. I think these two are the most unique, the coolest stadiums to go to, and definitely bucket list stadiums 
that for all you listeners out there, as Rob said, even if you're not a baseball fan, going to a Giants baseball game would be a pretty fun way to spend your afternoon. Yeah. And we took the tour. So the tour guide took us all over the place. You know, this guy was 65, 70 years old, retired, just goes to uh, San Francisco Giants games all the time, works at the stadium. And he was showing us his favorite pl- spots to be. And a lot of them were up high because of the views. And that was what was so neat about it. Um, he actually took us uh, to, McCo- to McCovey Cove. So if, you're, if you Google the stadium, if you're a lefty baseball player, you can actually pull the ball for a home run and it'll go into McCovey Cove. McCovey was a famous baseball player for the Giants, so they named it uh, McCovey Cove for home runs. And it was made famous by Barry Bonds being that dominant lefty uh, asterisk next to his name with steroids, but pulling just homer after homer where people would be in kayaks and boats and hanging out and listening to the game on the radio and the TV in the 90s and the 2000s, just waiting to hear Bonds hits one deep back to the wall and splash zone into McCovey Cove. And people would go. It was so cool. People would be diving out of their kayaks to try to retrieve his home run balls. And that was like the biggest thing ever when we were kids growing up. So, oh, yes, 70 home runs in a year. I mean, granted, he was on steroids. It was out that he was on steroids afterwards. But in the moment, watching that, I remember being like 12, 13, 14 years old in the moment, just watching these grown men diving out of kayaks to grab the ball because that ball is going to be worth thousands tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars um, for all the home record home runs that he hit. Um, so, so cool. So epic. Um, I'm going to get into a little bit of the Giants history and then, uh, you know, we'll talk about AT. We'll talk about the bridge and then we'll go back to the game. Sound good, Rick? Love it. Let's do it. Awesome. So I'm not going to take up too much time. I'm just going to breeze through the history of the Giants to give you guys a landscape of what we're working with here. So Uh, The Giants are one of the original teams in the history of baseball. They actually started in 1883, and they weren't in San Francisco. They were actually in New York City. So they were in New York City from 1883 to 1957, and they crushed it. They played all their games at the Polo Grounds in Upper Manhattan, and they were a force to be reckoned with. They just won title after title after title after title. A lot of World Series championships, a lot of appearances, a lot of big names in there. Uh, Mel Ott, Casey Stengel, uh, you know, Jim Thorpe actually played for them. Iron Man Joe McGinty. Uh, these are some really old school names. And then, and then they decide to move all the way across the United States to San Francisco. And this is 1958 to 2009. And it's known of the, it's known as the decades of struggle. (laughs) So for 50 years, they were up, down, terrible, more terrible, even worse, and not good. Um, It wasn't until uh, the 1989, uh, 1989 World Series It was with Will the Thrill. Uh, They had a famous baseball player, Will the Thrill, uh, on their team. And uh, this was the Bay Bridge Series, 1989. And it's also known as the Earthquake Series. They, uh, you know, made it to the World Series and they, they were facing off against the Oakland Athletics. How crazy is that? For you East Coasters, that's like New York Mets versus New York Yankees when that happened in 2000, uh, 2001 or the Subway Series. So, 
Um, you know, Oakland and, uh, and San Francisco battling it out. Oakland swept them. In one of the games, there was an earthquake that happened literally in the middle of the game. You can Google it. Um, and then, uh, you know, another 10, 14 years goes by um, with no real exciting thing except for Barry Bonds. It was the Barry Bonds era from 1994 to 2007. So for 13 years, it was just filled with home runs. And obviously that's tarnished now because of the um, steroid usage, um, which kind of sucks, but it is what it is. But here we go. The San Francisco Giants rebuilding after 2000, uh, 2009. And this was the glory years for the San Francisco Giants. They won a World Series in 2010, in 2012, and 2014. Crazy. It was every other year the Giants would win the World Series. <laughs> so pretty crazy stuff. Um, 2014 was when they beat the Kansas City Royals in an epic Game 7, four win. They, they won in Game 7 um, at, um, at the stadium, and uh, it was just epic. Um, Madison uh, Bumgarner was uh, their MVP, and I bring that name up because this is a game that Rick and I had circled on the calendar. We're going to get to the game in a minute, but just to give you a little taste test, it was Madison Bumgarner versus Clayton Kershaw in late September to decide who wins the NL West. We'll get what up, everybody? Sorry to interrupt the regular programming right here, but Rick and I have to pay the bills, so we're going to run an ad. This ad is brought to you by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Enjoy the show, guys. Get into the game. But Rick, why don't you tell them what we did right after the uh, stadium tour? Absolutely. So we get done with the tour. It's now like one o'clock-ish. And I've been saying to you, you know, Rob, we got to get a great photo over by the Golden Gate Bridge, which is about maybe a 15, 20 minute drive, depending on traffic from the stadium. However, with our car situation, we didn't really want to drive over there. So I recall us taking a taxi cab from downtown San Fran, going up to the bridge, uh, checking that out. I mean, that's, of course, one of the most iconic sightseeing venues in all of the country, we had to do it. And uh, we got over there. I cherish the photo of you and I in our San Francisco swag with the bridge in the background on a picture perfect afternoon in late September, such a great time. And then once and for all, the last time we'll hear his name on this road trip, but a big shout out to my dear friend, Aaron Tarver, childhood friend growing up in New Jersey. He was now living in San Francisco. His sister already came in clutch four days earlier when we were in Oregon touring Nike where she worked. Without her, we wouldn't have seen anything. And so now we're in San Francisco. My best friend from growing up is there. Of course, we're going to rendezvous 
We meet up. First, we go to his apartment. He's not even there. I think he left the key or the code. Somehow, some way, Rob, we were able to get into his apartment, crash for a couple of hours, regroup. I remember you took some long-ass naps, snoring. Damn. Like, I don't blame you. Bro, I was tired. We just traveled 13 hours, did a stadium tour. Hanging out with you is tiring, bro. Yeah, I go 100% all day, every day. You were so adamant about that photo. And, bro arguably top five photos we've ever taken together that looks photoshopped it was so good so happy we did it sixty dollar cab ride for five miles like it it took us an hour and 20 minutes in san francisco traffic to go from the stadium to the golden gate bridge we could have walked there or jogged there faster and we decided to do that um and yeah so anyway hour and a half sixty dollar cab ride um yeah do you remember actually at one point while we were in town, you were so insistent on wanting to ride a San Francisco trolley? Trolleys in San Francisco are a real thing. They ride up and down in the middle of the road. I think it's only really for tourists. It's like the equivalent of New York City tourists going on those double decker buses and just doing like these sightseeing tours. So, like, we went on one of these and Rob, you were, you were hilarious. <laughs> I was a kid in a candy shop. I wanted to ride the trolley. I was like, I got it. You know, first time in San Francisco, got to ride the trolley. And we had zero trolley etiquette. Like we didn't even pay to get on the trolley. Like the trolley stopped in front of us and we were like, Hey, want to jump on this trolley? And I don't think the conductor was paying any attention. So you and I just hopped on and it's like, it's very dangerous to be on those trolleys. There's no like walls or anything. People can just jump on, jump off. And you and I were on there and we were taking selfies and photos of us hanging out the trolley. Hey, get a picture of me. And you're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to do that. You can get hit by a car. <laughs> zero etiquette, zero regard for human life. And we got a couple of photos. We wrote it like a block and then we jumped off. And I'm pretty sure the conductor was like, hey, you got to pay for this. And we just said, hey, have a good day, man. I mean, what is he going to do? Jump off the, the trolley and like try and get us? We were just he like, had to keep, he had to keep making the stops. <laughs> kept ringing the bell. Kept ringing the bell. Anytime we can reference Seinfeld, it's a must in this podcast. Exactly. So we wake up from our snooze at Tarves and then we head on over. That's where the trolley scene happened. We're decked out in San Fran Giants hats and jerseys and, and, and all that good stuff get to the stadium. We're like the first people there. Where do we go, Rick? Well, where else to go? We get into the stadium 5 p.m. approximately and still got two hours until first pitch. We happen to find some really great seats down below, which I'll tell you, Rob, in some of our baseball games, like the day before in Seattle, no problem. That team wasn't going to the playoffs. The team they were playing, the Astros, at that point, they weren't going to the playoffs either. It was a very, very poor attendance in Seattle. This game, on the other hand, had two marquee pitchers, no doubt about it. At that point in 2015, it was the number one and number two pitchers in all of Major League Baseball. And the division was on the line. Dodgers, Giants, like, what more would you want? And so... 
place was packed and we got super lucky slash used our fantastic skills. We secured two open seats, approximately 10 rows off the field level. And um, we were sitting up over by where at that point, the bullpens were in foul territory down the third base and first base lines. And so we were sitting right there in the bullpen area. I remember pregame watching Madison Bumgarner warm up. I mean, just his stuff was electric in warmups. It didn't really show up in game, but uh, warmups, it was terrific. Kershaw, on the other hand, Rob, he pitched fantastic. We'll get into that in a minute. You're going to give the listeners a recap of how the game went down. But we got in there. We got two great seats. And it just so happened that two more seats were right next to us available. And, of course, our boy Aaron Tarver and my buddy Danny, which, of course, is a friend of Aaron's but has now become a a friend of ours. Uh, Danny showed up. And between Danny Walker and Aaron Tarver and the two of us, we had a fantastic time all night. I can't believe that those seats were open. Like four seats, what are the odds? Like two seats are hard enough to find open, especially when it's that playoff push and both teams are in the playoffs. There was 41,000 people at the game and the stadium holds like 45. So it was just totally random that two seats were open, let alone three, and then a fourth for Danny. And we were just like, this is insane. This is awesome. Um, And we ended up hanging out literally the whole game in the same seats. And every so often I would look back and I'd be like, all right, when's someone coming to boot us? When's someone coming to boot us? And nobody booted us. Nobody, no one said anything. It was funny. Um, And, you know, this game, uh, the game was hyped, electric. You got two amazing pitchers, Baumgartner, and you got Kershaw easily one and two that year for best pitchers. Um, And, Bumgarner didn't bring his stuff. The game actually ended up being a blowout for the Dodgers. The Dodgers ended up winning eight to nothing, but Rick has spent his entire life going to baseball games and doing the scorecard. I used to make fun of him for it, but I think it was on this trip that I like gained an appreciation for it because he looked kind of like a nerd, you know, writing down all the stats. His penmanship is unreal. He'll literally bring a clipboard from home, like get the roster, that morning and put in everybody's name. It's very OCD, almost serial killer status OCD. But um, (laughs) anyway, uh, he he always does this in the hopes that he is recording the scorecard and he sees a perfect game. And this is the closest that Rick Brandt has ever come to a perfect game. Madison Bumgarner, not so much. He pitched five and two thirds, gone. The Dodgers won eight nothing, but Clayton Kershaw put on an absolute clinic. He went the full nine, 13 strikeouts, one walk, and unfortunately, one hit. Kind of a bummer, but pretty epic to watch a one hitter. And the Dodgers won the game. The Dodgers won the NL West with that game. And what was neat was the Dodgers were playing in San Francisco, but when the Dodgers won, 
the San Francisco Giants put up on the screen, congratulations, LA Dodgers on the NL West, which I thought was neat. Yeah, that was cool, Rob. That was cool. Much respect to um, one of their California rivals there, division rivals. Uh, but great time. I remember it actually was starting to get a little chilly that night. Remember, it was late September. We're right there on the water, right on the bay. And uh, it was starting to get a little chilly. And it wouldn't be the last time we'd see the Dodgers because we still had many more games on this epic road trip. And our next stop was going to be the following day to Los Angeles. However, we weren't seeing the Dodgers, Rob. We were going to see the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. And that also was fantastic. I know next podcast episode, we're going to get into it. We're going to unpack how much fun LA was. And uh, this road trip was just hitting its stride at this point, Rob. One of the classics for the Brothers Brant and just what an epic podcast episode this 45 was. Oh, man, it was a fire 45, the Golden Gate Brants. Take it however you want it. Whatever you're going to do with it, all good. Enjoy it, bask in it, soak in it, marinate in it. Uh, Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Say that 10 times fast. For God's sakes, guys, just make up your mind. Are we Anaheim or are we Los Angeles? Let's go. We'll find out in the next episode of the Brothers Brant podcast. But for all you listeners out there, my name's Rick Brant. And I'm Rob Brant, and we're the Brothers Brant. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, team Ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.